What's up, Greg? Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Hilly. And welcome to the Thursday morning edition of the show. Uh, we're recording this on September 9th, um, 2020. So if you're listening to this, it is September 10th, and that means that football is back. Which Hell I... Yes. Corwin, six months ago, did you think the NFL would start on time? Uh, three months ago, I didn't think we'd have an NFL season. <laughs> One month ago, I didn't think we'd have an NFL season. And here we are with the <laughs> NFL <laughs> apparently handling this really well. As far as I can tell, they're not doing bubbles um, in terms of like the team practices. Um, and they've been recording very, very low numbers of positive tests. Um, n- not even by by scale because they're testing so many people. Like in general, like it's yeah. like in the single digits most of the time. It's very impressive. So, um, actually, before we jump in, I have two things I'd like to say. And yes. Sure by the time I'm done saying the first, I will have forgotten the second, so it's not a big deal. Uh, I actually got some show feedback this week. Oh, did you? I did. I had someone reach out. Uh, more specifically, my uh, girlfriend reached out because her and her mom were listening and heard me call her my lady friend last week <laughs> because, I don't know, I'm awkward and that's just something I said. And she got fucking pissed. <laughs> she was like, the fuck did he just call me? Like, are you kidding me? And they're like, my no, female like, acquaintance. Real, like, relax, dog. Like, you're fine. It's all, it's all happy now, but like, we got some angry listeners. <laughs> oh, okay. I really all don't right. think well, they're going to listen to this week's podcast, so it doesn't matter. But like, whew, sweating over here. And and for anyone wondering if this show affects our personal lives, Corwin was pro- it was for a short stretch of time um, in in the uh, on the DP list. That's the dog pound list, not the double penetration list. Anyway, continue. Yes. Oh boy, I really hope she doesn't listen to this episode. Um, I would like to add that it is only negatively affecting us. No positive has been gained in my personal life from this podcast. Well, gee, uh, thanks, bud. Josh, I'm glad we do this. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that comment in my bones. Um, uh, which one? That go fuck yourself. Yes. Yeah, naturally. All, all, all of it, to be honest with you. Eh, eh, who cares? Um, anyway. Second piece of news. I didn't forget. Um, oh, there, that wasn't number two. Okay, continue. It's actually not news. just a comment I thought of and wanted to add without making it weird. So I'm just going to jump right back into it. You were saying earlier how, like, you know, we didn't expect the, this season to happen the way it is. You know, it's going on you know, full bore essentially. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there saying, yeah, well, we fucking told you so. You guys are a bunch of like nervous Nellies trying to make it up like it's a big deal. And look, it's totally fine. And there are two things I'd like to say to that. One, literally hasn't started yet. We don't know that it's going to be fine. And two, sorry we cared enough to want our players to be safe. I'm sorry. My bad. Next time I will. Yeah, this is the 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 biggest talking point on on Twitter whenever this type of thing comes up, which is, oh man, people who talk and write about sports want there to not be any sports, so they have 
stuff to write about um or some <laughs> shit and it's like no like of course we want sports to take place but a the, the lot of us who talk about sports very regularly and i'm not saying like Corn and i are like professionals by any means but we do talk about sports on a published medium very regularly care a lot about the players like we despite the fact core and i have rooting interests like to see everyone stay healthy not be sick and understand that they're not risking their lives for that they shouldn't be risking their actual lives for our general just entertainment um so yeah, yeah. sorry that we were concerned <laughs> um, sorry that we don't treat the nfl as our own personal gladiator pit but it's fine you know we accept those are your thoughts but it is concerning um the I, the prospect of the game starting because this is where MLB really ran into its issues. Um, you know, the NHL and the NBA didn't really run into much of any because they had bubbles, but the NFL isn't doing it that style with the bubbles. They are doing travel like the MLB did, and the MLB ran into issues. And we don't have to get into the whole thing just because it's not the point of today's episode, and I want to make sure we get into um, the bull predictions. But it is going to be troubling if come like week three, one team has an outbreak and misses a game. Missing one game in baseball, very easy to make up for. You do a doubleheader like a day or two later. Missing a game in the NFL, I, I literally don't know how that goes. Uh, God, it's just, it's a whole nother level of contact and proximity and risk. And it's just like, the NFL was already far and away the most dangerous sport, you know, health-wise. You know, hockey's up there, sure. But just the scale of the contact in football, it, it's just naturally the most dangerous. And this is just adding a whole nother three layers to it. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's no other way for me to say it, at least like I am nervous about the NFL starting back up. Uh, which is what's going to make this first week of football, especially interesting. Uh, luckily I did not make any or not luckily, but, um, uh, op optimistically, I did not make any COVID related predictions. <laughs> um, I'm, I'll, I'll let you save if you did or not. Um, but shall we get into the actual bold predictions for the 2020-2021 NFL season? I have one. I will give one spoiler away that I have one that has something to do with COVID. So, yeah. All right. All right. Shall we start with the awards as per usual? Sure. Uh, all right. Do you want to start with the awards or do you want to be second with the awards? Uh, because you offered, I'll go first. All right. Uh, MVP, natural place to start. Why not? Sure. Uh, I'm not going to try and get fancy with it here. Like, I feel like this is the Mike Trout pick that we seem to make every year for baseball. It's Pat Mahomes. Uh, like, I I, so not only did I put Pat Mahomes, I was thinking while I was writing this, Corwin and I are going to have a lot of overlap here. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, man, I don't want to just, you know, pick the front runner, but it's like, it's hard not to with some of these because I think there's one that we will have differently, but that's it. Um, it's just, it's so dominant this year with just how clear yeah. it is with who's we think are going to win. Who's the favorite to win? Who, who, who reliably could be a shoe in for this? Cause Lamar Jackson, I think is, is, is the number two for this spot. And I almost put him just cause I knew you were going to pick Pat Mahomes. But at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't bet against Lamar Jackson winning MVP again this year. But um, 
Uh, but at the same time, like Pat Mahomes is just as great as Lamar Jackson really was last year, and I so hope he he holds that up. Um, just because it's great to see young dudes continue to to grow. Oh my God, what Pat Mahomes has shown us in the in the first two seasons of his NFL career is fucking ridiculous. Like I don't know right. how you don't pick him. Like it is Mike Trout. It's it's bigger than Mike Trout. Mike Trout didn't have this level of ability compared to his MLB peers. Like the I, I would MLB say, peers of Hall of Famers. I would say it's different than Mike Trout. He, he, Pat Mahomes, what he do, what he is currently doing is bigger than Mike Trout only because there was also a colossal positional adjustment given the NFL where there's only like a minor statistic significance uh, positional significance with the MLB. Like there really isn't a quarterback level of significance anywhere on a baseball diamond. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um but you're right though. Like you still count that. Like Pat Mahomes is still doing crazy shit. Um does, yeah, anyway. Um so I have Pat Mahomes too. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things. Um but like to your comment on Lamar Jackson, like as much as I love how much he was able to step up in his second year and I will eat my hat and eat my comments on it this time last year a thousand times over because he proved me wrong in every conceivable way he was just so efficient last year that i don't know if the while the volume and you know production might be there the efficiency in which he did it i think is going to have to take a step back just because it has to and i think it's going to be the same reason he didn't win two heismans in college because you already did it. We need you to be even better for you to impress us again and to win back to back. And I just think it's impossible for him to step it up. I'd love to see it. I really, really do. Despite me being a Steelers fan and him playing for the Ravens, I just don't see how it's conceivably possible. So that's my only hold against Lamar Jackson. Fair. Now give me your next award win. Uh, I went with Offensive Player of the Year, which is basically uh, the non-quarterback Offensive Player of the Year or player who did not win MVP, uh, and it's Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's the Pat Mahomes of running backs, and it's only position value separating the two, I feel like. All right. All right. Uh, That's a great pick. I picked DeAndre Hopkins. Um, interesting. Ooh, yeah. Uh, 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 you're right. McCaffrey is like the world's safest pick here. I picked DeAndre, so that's the thing. I try to get a little bit creative with some of these. Um, so I picked DeAndre because I think there's going to be a a much bigger focus on him than there typically is, and that's saying a lot considering how great of a wide receiver he is. Uh, but I think there'll be a, a larger spotlight on him because of one, uh, the trade, which like you know, goddamn, um. And then two, he's playing with uh, a young quarterback. And if DeAndre Hopkins can be um, like a guiding light for uh, fucking Kyler Murray, then the increased development in Kyler Murray potential, of course, um, going hand in hand with a great DeAndre Hopkins season could additionally be attributed to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and it might just stack on to reasons to vote for him for this award. If if should Kyler Murray take like a huge leaps and bounds kind of step forward in the passing game, mm-hmm. so I don't, and I'm, I'm totally on board with this. 
Yeah, plus DeAndre's a great wide receiver, so there's no reason to not pick him anyway. Last yeah, year's like, award did go to a wide receiver, went to um, uh, uh, Michael Thomas. So, yeah. Yeah. Granted, that took a, a NFL record to be broken, a, a long-standing NFL record. But be, by all means, I think people forget how fucking good DeAndre Hopkins is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> all right. Defensive player of the year. What what can I say? TJ Watt. I, I can't not pick him. You know, the guy is just so dominant, so good, such a stealer. I I have to pick him. Okay. Okay. Um so I really didn't know what to put here because I didn't want to put uh Aaron Donald because uh he comes up a lot in my not a lot. I actually had to cut it out because I I I it was so far removed of my um what do you call them? Um rosters. Jesus Christ. Because as Corbin and I have talked about um not on the show, it's been like weird keeping track of the NFL this year, in part because there was like no preseason games. There was no like lead into it. Um that like I had to stop I, I focused in on like a lot of like the same three players and had to go back and revise my predictions because I had like picked the same three players for like half my predictions. So I didn't want to pick Aaron Donald here. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Khalil Mack. Ooh, I like that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say underdog because it's Khalil Mack, but uh, a redemption story almost because people for some reason started to hate Khalil Mack and thought he was not good last year. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be um, as I think he has been for the past like two or three years. The only redeeming part of that Bears team. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely not anything. Uh, Allen Robinson on offense, but other than that, yeah, there's not a whole lot on that team. No, no, there isn't. <laughs> okay, what's next? I we at some point we need to talk about Mitch Trubisky winning that job. Oh my at god! I, After all this, I, please. We'll 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 see. Uh, I want I want to I want to come up with a new prediction just because I need to mention Mr. Trubisky in mine. So I think I, I do have I do one. have a Mr. Trubisky prediction here that we'll we, so we, we'll get to it. Okay, I need I need one. Give me your next uh, your next award. Uh, I have offensive rookie of the year. All right, and I'm going with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. The situation that he's going in in Kansas City and the news that we've heard out of training camp so far it's just it, it it's it's hard not to pick him like i know joe burrow's coming in i know we have a myriad of excellent excellent wide receivers that are coming in as rookies but goddamn like clyde is just i i don't remember the last time such a perfect Opening and a perfect fit has just befallen on both, you know, player team when the team has been playing at this, like a team this good shouldn't have the perfect player fall into their lap the way it did and is going to be able to impact the team the way he will. I am so excited for Clyde this season. Oh, I'm ready. It's hard not to pick Joe Burrow here, though. Oh. I, I didn't pick Joe Burrow um, be, because of a different award. Um, I picked C.D. Lamb. Honestly, 
I have so yeah. much less rationale than you do. I picked him because he's on the Cowboys. Um, and that's it. Honestly, it's the NFL awards. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's really all I got. <laughs> Big names. So, yeah. Right. That's the thing. High, high drafted wide receiver on quote unquote America's team. Yep. On an offense, I'm, I'm assuming is going to be good this year. So, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, defensive rookie of the year? Yes. I have a drum roll. I was going to do a drum roll like with my tongue, and then I realized I can't do that, and it's going to sound disgusting. So I just said drum roll. Uh, Chase Young. Oh, what a shock. I also right? Chase Young. Yeah. Like, guy's going to approach yeah. 20 sacks this season, probably. I don't know. He see might get 30. Not. He might get Honestly, 40. Honestly, if there's ever going to be a player that has not played a single snap in the NFL and I want to predict will one day have 30 sacks, Chase Young. Why not? Sure. We can say anything we want on the show. No one's going to hold us accountable. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to Rookie of the Year. Uh, What? I don't have this. I, I forgot that that was a thing. Is it a thing? I we definitely went through this a while ago because uh, now I'm wondering if this is like a Bernstein Bears kind of thing because I thought there was yeah. a whole thing where like um, did we Mandela affect ourselves? Did we hold NFL awards? Because I thought there was a whole thing where where um, fucking who who were the people on the on the Cowboys? Where Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, Zeke and Dak. They both won and Dak right one of them. Like, Oh yeah, so there is there right. is rookie there is a rookie of the Shit. year. Okay, well, I, was gonna say, I think you did this last year too. Shit. Yeah. So for for instance, uh, last year's actually I don't know what year this is. I'm 2019. Um, offensive rookie of the year was was Kyler Murray, and now my laptop's frozen, and I can't tell you who defensive rookie of the year is. Uh, but. Oh, now it's not frozen. Okay. Defensive Rookie of the Year was Nick Bosa, and then Rookie of the Year was also Nick Bosa. Okay. Is it usually match up like that? And the Cowboys one was just weird because that was the one that split up. I don't know if they usually work like that because I did not look. Sheet. Well, uh, it's hard because now I'm stuck sitting here having to pick between Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Chase Young, and which one's going to be better? Oh, well, I picked Joe Burrow for this. So I have rookie offensive rookie of the year being CeeDee Lamb, defensive rookie of the year being Chase Young, and then rookie of the year being Joe Burrow. I definitely picked up on that because you said, oh, there will be an award later, and I was like, I don't know what's left for you to pick him for. Um, Coach of the year. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay, I'm going to see where he goes with this. But yeah, I clicked once you said that. I don't want to because I feel like... You hate Cincinnati? Uh, I do hate Cincinnati. I love Joe Burrow. I just don't want to also just copy you last second. Um, so I'm going to try and pick between the two. And the problem is, Edwards Hilaire you know, is in such a perfect situation. Chase Young is just so fucking talented. Um, but I think with the craziness of no off season and the fact that 
I think situation as a rookie trumps talent. I'm going to go with Clyde the Glide. Okay, it's locked in. All right, you ready for coach of the year? I am ready. Let me know. What do you got? Um, man, I, I kind of I, I did the awards after I did all the bold, bold predictions, so I was going to have this one be like the the because of the one earlier, this one's coming in hot. But, you know, uh, fucking whatever. Um, what is it? What's the phrase? Uh, post hoc ergo propter hoc. There you go. Sure. Yep. After, because of, before. Um, I went Mike Tomlin because I think the Steelers are going to do really well. And I think the fact that he didn't get it last year because they didn't win as many games as they should have with a, a literal professional duck caller as quarterback um it wronged me and i think he should win it this year and i think this is it he's gonna show that he could do it now that he has big ben back he's got this team together the boys are back in town i think he runs away with the award runs away with the award i think he literally steals the trophy from the nfl honor ceremony and runs away with the award See, I, I think that your point of Big Ben coming back actually hurts Tomlin's chances of getting it because it's going to, if, if they, when they inevitably, I think, win more games this season, it will be viewed as a result of Big Ben's performance more so than Mike Tomlin's. But Josh, um, when has that ever happened where it's like, oh, coach won many game, give award. That's just how it goes. Oh, well, you have the team that didn't do great last year. Oh my God, they won like 12 games this season. Holy shit, you're the best coach ever. Here you go, sir. That's how it always goes. Oh, and that hurts because it ties into my coach of the year pick. <laughs> Adam Gase. Bruce Arians. There it is. I mean, as much Bruce as I love Arians. to see Bruce win the award because I love him, it's not Adam Gase. No, and it should never be Adam Gase. Uh, I think Bruce Arians is in a really interesting spot. I think... If I have to give a, a a differentiation between his situation in terms of Tampa Bay going from um, Jameis Winston to a literal actual Tom Brady, um, is that this is a whole new situation for basically the whole team. A lot of pieces got revamped, and I think if Arians can make it mesh in a way that actually results in you know Tampa Bay winning a lot of football games, then that will be viewed as a coaching success, which I think is fair. Um, yeah. It'll be, of course, buoyed by a massive increase in talent, um, but still to actually bring all of those very disparate pieces together, I think would uh, look well upon a guy who I think already has a pretty favorable view amongst other coaches around the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bruce Arians. It's I have one of those one things left. where like, I, sorry, what was that? No, go ahead. I said I have one award left, but I want to hear more thoughts about Bruce Arians. Um, I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter comparing this Buccaneers team to the Golden State Warriors because that's where all the free agents are going and they just want to build a super team and like yeah I get it that's a you know easy analogy to make uh even though you know it's different because Golden State was already really good and Tampa Bay just really wasn't and it's just it's hard to compare when there's 22 or 25 starters on an NFL team and there's five on a NBA team. Um, I will say I could totally see Bruce Arians playing the Steve Kerr role 
and just drawing up some creative ass plays and just being a super fun, chill, relaxed atmosphere for these, you know, fantastic superstar players to just have a super close team built around each other and just succeed. I'm I'm very excited for it. Even though it's it's a Tom Brady led team, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking uh, nah, yeah. All right. So I, I have one award left. I have a comeback player. Do you also do you I do. It, slash do you have more than that? Or is that also nope, your I just one? have comeback player. All right. Uh, should we say on the count of three? Um yes. All right, one, two, three, Alex. Kim Smith. Kardashian. What? You ruined this. Uh, you no, this I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she got covering her back. This is a joke that's been used since like 2008, okay? And it will never stop being made. I honestly didn't even hear what you said. I said Alex Smith. Uh, see, I don't think he's going to win because I don't think he's going to play. I went with a different A. Smith. I went with Alden Smith. Who? Oh, buddy. Um, rookie of the year for the... Uh, 49ers back in the day came in and had like 13 and a half sacks as a rookie uh, started doing a lot of drugs I think and just like left the league for like five years just signed with the Cowboys and is coming back well good for him but he won't win it why because Alex Smith will yeah yeah I just don't think he's going to get playing time I don't think he needs it I think they're Ah. just going to give it to him yeah, damn, uh, you make a very good point. I really could. That, that, that's the thing. See like, the NFL I, give it to him. Yeah, yeah, it's a great story for 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 them. Not for oh, I guess now it's a good story for Alex Smith, but it was a really bad story for Alex Smith for a while. But like, yeah, I mean, and yeah. Anyway, um, damn, I also just sorry. I looked up Alden Smith's Pro Football Reference page. Rookie year in twenty eleven had fourteen sacks. Jesus. Sophomore, sophomore season, he had 19 and a half sacks. 19 and a half, Josh. Oh, wow. That's disgusting. Then only started eight games the following year, had eight and a half sacks, which is still a tremendous rate. And then never, never really was there for a full season and hasn't played since 2015. So. Boy, if there's a Kim Kardashian story out of, you know, this, it's going to be this guy. Because, you know, she got coming her back. I don't know, man. We'll see. I think it's going to be Alex Smith because of uh, reasons. Because of documentaries made about his leg. Yeah, it's going to be a wicked 30 for 30. Um, (laughs) Do you have your Super Bowl picks? I have AFC, NFC, and Super Bowl matchups. Oh, that's right. I forgot you did this. All right, so give me, give me your your matchups, um, and then and then I'll tell you my Super Bowl guys. All right. I guess. In the NFC Championship, I have the New Orleans Saints defeating the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. In the AFC Championship, I have the Kansas City Chiefs defeating the. Steelers. Because of course. Okay. And then in the Super Bowl, I have the Chiefs defeating the C- the Saints. I almost said Seahawks. It's the Saints. Well, we got 50% of the same teams. Um <laughs> my Super Bowl matchup is 
the New Orleans Saints beating uh, the Baltimore, I was about to say Orioles, Ravens. I would just love to see the Baltimore Ravens lined up with like Chris Davis in his Orioles uniform, just lined up at fullback, just like confused and scared. Oh man, what an image. Thank you for that. And John Means is out to punt. He looks oh, confused. I would hate to see any like MLB starting pitcher take a t- like a tackle in the NFL. Yeah, I just want to see shatter. Just show me Pedro Severino as a fullback. That's all I want. It seems like a very reasonable request. Please, Pablo Sandoval. I, is he alive? <laughs> I thought the Giants killed him. I have no idea. All right, let's get into the actual bull predictions. You went first on the awards. Do you want to go second on the predictions, or do you want to maintain first status? I will take the final word. All right, so my first bold prediction, and it feels stupid because I pick it every year, is Tom Brady finally shows his age and starts the decline. Oh, man, I, I, I shouldn't have had last word because that kind of takes some thunder away from mine. But, yeah, no, I, I hope and pray every single year. And it's ridiculous because I'm talking about like a 42-year-old man here. Um, but, again, this is a prediction I've made like every year since this show started. And every year, Tom Brady's been like, fuck you in particular and been phenomenal. So this this I'm, I'm doing it again because eventually... I have to be right. I need to be right. He's not even in the conference anymore, and I need to be right about this. I have believed you when you said this one year, and it was him coming off his MVP season in 2017, and I was like, there's no way. And ended up taking him in my fantasy draft and was like, you know what? I'm hedging my bets here. And he ended up sucking dick in 2018. And it cost me a fantasy championship, I think. Regardless, I'm not hedging my bets this year. I'm going all in on him sucking dong. There you go. Cor- Corwin is putting in calls on Tom Brady. That's it. He's I'm been the option. this guy. All right. Hey, um, FBI, uh, anyone breaks his kneecaps with a lead pipe, I swear to God, wasn't me. Probably. And if my- the FBI is listening to this, make sure you subscribe. <laughs> we get like 10,000 subscribers tomorrow. I have no idea how big the FBI is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely 10,000 people. It's definitely, definitely 10,000 people. <laughs> All listening for the same thing. Um, my first prediction. Three rookie wide receivers and one rookie running back all make the Pro Bowl this year. I'm not going to specify whether or not it says alternates. Because, again, I'm about hedging bets, but that's my prediction. Wow. Okay. Uh, I was going to say three first-round picks, three first-round rookies, which I thought was all of them. And then I remembered there's like four or five of them. Uh, and I was like, ah, there's also some really good guys in the sack. I'm just going to say rookies. Let's just – it's the first prediction. I'll softball this one. All right, fair, fair, fair. I guess we'll find out. Uh, my my second one is also it's it's pretty bold. Um, I think I've also made this prediction before for it to not come true, but I have a mildly renewed faith in it. The Jets win the AFC East. 
That's bold. It is bold. Tom Brady's gone. Cam Newton's now there, which is very scary. Um, <laughs> but Tom Brady's gone. And I don't know what Cam Newton... I don't think any of us know what Cam Newton is right now. I'm assuming good. But... Yeah. Uh, but we don't know what he is yet, so I'm going to um, take the under, I guess, on his performance based on this prediction. I still have absolutely no faith in the Bills. I just don't believe in them as uh, as this current construction of their team. I will admit that they are definitely better after the this free agency period than they were beforehand, but I just, I just still don't believe in them. Um, I just don't believe in Josh Allen. Yeah, that's really it. That's really what it comes down to for me, too. I just don't think he can do it. And I think giving him more um, weapons of via wide receiver might actually end up being worse for him because then you're going to expect him to pass the ball more. And that's where his mistakes usually are, which is what you don't want from a quarterback. So ideal. So, uh, yeah, don't believe in that. And then uh, Miami, I think, also has improved this offseason, but I think they're still too early into their rebuild to matter. Um now, granted, this also assumes that, hey, things go well for the Jets, and history has proved us it does not. Uh, but <laughs> um, despite all odds, uh, I, I think this is a, the, the most winnable the division has been in hmm, 20 years. And I mean that. Why is that? Oh, the sad, the sad thing is it feels like both a generalization and too accurate, which is just sad. <laughs> Um, so, but anyway, yeah, I think, I think this is a winnable division. It might not be winnable for the Jets, but if I have to pick a team, I'm going to pick the one I have the jerseys of. So, yeah. Oh, it's definitely winnable. Just maybe not for the Jets. Ah, that's, that's a perfect summation right there. Spoken like a true Jets fan. Moving on. Tell me your number two prediction. Uh, this one still doesn't feel that bold, but the gravity of it definitely is uh pat mahomes breaking peyton manning's touchdown record of 55 wow that feels bold uh it's like wow been there done that but like that's that's still a huge number this is like the home run record being broken by you know mark mcguire even though it's like four years ago but whatever wait Oh, you mean the touchdown record? Yeah, yeah. It was twenty. Okay, I was just saying. 14, 2015? Uh, I think. What year did they win the Super Bowl? I think that was 2016, so it would be the year before. Yeah, so then 2015. Um, man, that's tough. Who was, who was the running back on that Denver team? Uh, I want to say oh. no Sean Marino. Wow, that doesn't ring any bells at all. Really? Uh-huh. It's uh, the gif of the guy crying during the uh, anthem. I don't I don't recall. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. It might have been Monte Sorry. Ball as well. I don't know why that's ringing a lot of bells for whether or not it got passed over. All right, now I got to look this up. Uh, 2015, bro. <laughs> Corbin, why are you looking up the 2015 Broncos roster right now? I gotta know, man. I gotta know. There, there's secrets in there. We gotta pry out. What are they not telling us? <laughs> um, shit. All right. Why is this so? Oh no, this is this is not looking good. I'm struggling. Passing. Peyton Manning. Uh, touchdowns. Nine. 
Nine and 17 touchdown interception ratio definitely wasn't 2015. No, gotta be 2014. This up a little bit. 2014 passing 39. That's still not right. It's gotta be 2016 then. I I don't know. It's gotta be. I was in college when that happened. Like no, it was 2013. Wait, really? Yeah, 55 touchdowns, 2013. Wow. I thought he was I thought he was out of the league the year after. Josh, how old was he? Uh older than I thought, apparently. What? So who who was the running back on that team? Sorry, what were you saying? Who's the running back on that team? Um, I, I got so distracted by so many other things. Uh, no, Sean Marino had a thousand yards that season. Good for him. And All Monte right. Ball was his backup. Wow, look at you go. Yeah. That is a, a genuinely revolting amount of information that you have stored up there. Holy shit. Brock Osweiler was drafted at this point. Yeah, yeah, he was the backup. Oh, uh, that's gross. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so, so are people that tall. What do, who do they how think good they their are. team could have been if they didn't spend a first round pick on this guy? Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, second round, but whatever. All right, give me a. All right, so wait, no, you did your second one, so it's up. To, all right, so we're on the third one. It's my turn. Um, uh, this is bold. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm letting you know. I got. I didn't feel very, very bold in my awards predictions, so I went pretty hard in my, my, my bold predictions. Um, I'm not sure you're ready for this. Are you ready for this? Sure. The 49ers don't make the playoffs. <gasps> wow, that actually is incredibly shocking. Holy shit, why? I don't have a good reason for this. Um, I'm going to rationalize it on the fly. Um, basically, my thinking here is you assume the Rams go back to being the 2018 version of the Rams that almost made the Super Bowl. Sorry, they did make the Super Bowl. Wow, they got blown out so bad, I forgot they did it. Right. Um, wow, Jesus. Um <laughs> Actually, they didn't get blown out that bad. They just didn't perform offensively. That was a really lame Super Bowl. Uh, assume that the Seahawks stay really, really good and edge out the Niners. So take a few games away from them there. And even if Arizona can be competitive and take a game, take one of their, their, their two games against the Niners, um, just just to weaken them up a little bit. But I think I think you see improvement throughout the NFC in, in a lot of in a lot of places. The the uh, um, fucking Bucks. Jesus Christ, Bucks got better. Um, I think every every team every team in the NFC except for uh, Chicago I think got better, and so I I mean that's just true. <laughs> um, <laughs> point point being with with so much competition within their division and wins that may or may not be stealable elsewhere. Like like they're playing the Jets week two. That's a loss for the Niners. Like they can't beat us. <laughs> um I think I don't know. They, they I think there's room with how tight the NFC is, um, because it's never been nearly as lopsided as the AFC. Uh I, I think that there is room for them to just miss out. And uh I don't think it's a lot of room. I wouldn't bet on this, but uh yeah, why not? I'm going to be honest. That was a fun prediction, and I oh oh oh, oh also um fuck Jimmy Garoppolo there that that too. Any reason in particular? <sighs> they didn't trust him to pass the ball in the Super Bowl, um, and you can't w- keep winning like that forever. 
Touche. Uh, Trent Dilfer would like a word, sir. Um, but man, I'm I'm really upset that I didn't make my predictions more bold. I feel like I'm just kind of phoning it in at this point, looking over the rest of mine. I'm not happy with it. I'm really not. I it, more fun. It makes me proud that my predictions are so bold. You have questioned your own decision making. <laughs> I feel like I've done this right then. <laughs> Damn it. That's making me feel even worse. Ah, uh, fuck. Um, All right, give me your uh, next one. Hayden Hurst finishes the year as tight end number four, and Gronkowski finishes outside the top ten. Oh, interesting. I also have a Gronkowski-based prediction later on. I like Is this. Is it that he spikes the ball so hard it ricochets into Tom Brady, knocking him unconscious, and the Bucks lose every game for the rest of the season? Uh, it's actually that he he spikes the ball so hard that it goes into the Earth's core and accelerates global warming. Uh, yeah, that would suck. <laughs> Not Thanks, like he could Ron. do much worse. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, we could. All right, uh, my next one is Daniel Jones carries the Giants to the playoffs. See, I don't even want to respond to this one. Oh, there's nothing to say to this. This is this is sheer abstract nonsense, honestly. Um, like this, the last one was so crazy; it was fun. This one is so crazy. I'm just like, no, this this is the won't happen, and I just can't even. I can't even get in the mindset of like understanding a different fucking parallel universe where this is even possible. This would be like our constant reaction to Lance Lynn's statistics, but like on oh steroids. God. Yeah, because it's like an entire team. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. the fact that like Lance Lynn, no one baseball player can carry their team to the playoffs. Not truly, not in a real sense. Because if that was the case, the Angels would make the playoffs every year and they right. can barely stay. They, they're not usually 500. Um, but, a, you know, one football player, one quarterback especially, can. And uh, if Daniel Jones goes full Lance Lynn and just melts our minds, um, I'm going to look like an absolute genius. And if he doesn't, yeah, yeah this is just goofy. This is just a wacky day. So I'll take I'll take that gamble. Damn. All right, sir. I am. If we are like three into this and I'm already willing to almost consent victory in this prediction thread to you. Uh, it looks like the rest of mine are a lot more tame, but we'll see. Mm, touche. Uh, number four for me. Ben Roethlisberger is the best passer in the AFC North, and the oh. Steelers win the division. Again, this was the one that was supposed to precede all the other ones about the Steelers doing well. So, Kind of a, a lame duck at this point. <sighs> I can't groan any more aggressively than this. <laughs> you just don't believe in a 39-year-old reconstructed elbow? Oh, there's just so many more fun places to go with these predictions. Oh, man. Listen, I get it. I phoned it in. I, I don't deserve... I don't deserve the... the these... That comes with hosting this podcast. The, these are the you predictions of a man who forgets. I'm what? usually so fucking excited to make these predictions. I'm making them all off season, and I just don't care this season. So I just that's what I was about, care about the NFL. That's what I was about to say. I these are the to. predictions of a man who forgot that the football season started tomorrow because we both forgot. 
The football season started tomorrow. Multiple times this week. Dude, I forgot today. Four hours. I keep. For, I am in a constant state of forgetting it's happening. We always anyway. shit on the preseason, but like, damn, like it does its job. That's the thing, though. I never shit on the preseason. I love the preseason. Going to preseason Jets games with you and Ethan and whoever else might be around is a That's genuine $6. treat every year. <laughs> huh? It costs literally six dollars, dude. It's so cheap. <laughs> oh my god, it's the best. Ah, oh. anyway, um. All right, so my next one is less bold, but still relatively bold. Uh, Jacksonville finishes higher in the standings than Houston. That's nearly impossible at this point. I refuse to accept that that is even something that's capable of happening. Uh, Not only is it capable of happening, I am predicting that it will. Um. Look, man, the, the AFC needs bad teams, and what could be worse than a team run by Bill O'Brien? Deshaun Watson uh, can only carry you so far. There you go. Uh, you make fair points, sir. Like, because I, I, and this is where I get a little bit more serious. I genuinely don't think the difference between these terrible teams is so outlandishly huge. Um, only because I don't buy into Houston as being like, a routine 11 game winner um, that if Jacksonville goes on a surprising tear and wins like five, six games, I think you'd see them within a margin of error of, of Houston. Um, not necessarily because their division is spectacular, but just because football is wacky and weird. And Hey, maybe Deshaun Jackson takes like a colossal step back without having Deandre Hopkins around because why would you trade away Deandre Hopkins? Um, I- I just think in my mind that the Texans have a top-tier player at the three most valuable positions. Meanwhile, Jacksonville has not. So the Texans have, you know, Deshaun Watson, top-tier quarterback. They have Laramie Tunsil, top-tier left tackle. And they have J.J. Watt, top-tier defensive end. Jacksonville has Gardner Minshew, Josh Allen, and um, Cam Robinson is their left tackle. It's just, uh, I just don't think the talent on the roster at the top end is just going to be anywhere close to the Texans. And I think that would be good enough to ensure them a better win record. So don't get me wrong. It's bold. And I can't wait to eat my hat, hat if it comes true, because that would be truly hilarious. But we'll see. It's going to be tough. Again, a prediction I myself would not bet on that I made. And this is why you won this year, because yours are at least discussion points and mine are, eh, sure. <laughs> give, me, but, give me your next one. Uh, this one will make you happy. Adam Gase is fired mid-season. Oh, I'm already loving that Sam Darnold is already done, and they draft a quarterback next year in the draft. Oh, so you're predicting we do? You're predicting we do very, very poorly. I think you do so poorly that not only does it force you to fire Adam Gase mid-season early, uh, but it it like physically cripples Sam Darnold, like physically and mentally cripples him to the point where. The Jets won't even attempt to give him another shot with a real coach. 
this just in, Corwin predicting the Jets go negative 1 and 17. Yeah. I predict that the Jets will, in fact, be the Jets. Well, we have shown that throughout the entirety of our franchise history, barring um, 60 to 63, that we are the Jets. Um, So that that definitely checks out. Could save you. Uh, All right. My next prediction, which is a combination of um, current event satire and positive and mildly genuine prediction, is that Kirk Cousins gets COVID. (laughs) Uh, So only until he dies and. He both gets his wish, and it's 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 sad because a man he predicts his own his own pro or he fulfills his own yeah, prophecy exactly. really. And it's he, just he, like, oh, that's hilarious! But god damn it, I can't laugh at this. So Kirk Cousins was in the news like earlier this week, but with this news cycle being what it is, it might as well have been five or six years ago. Um, having said like it is what it is. Um, if I die, I die. <laughs> like. COVID just is going to do what it's going to do. And I don't really like wearing masks and would rather not wear one. Um, but then he clarified, but no, I no, do no, wear no. one for my, for my teammates safety. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's cool, man. But like health is a really big problem in the country. Um, it's also a really big problem in like the black community and like, most of your coworkers are probably black. It's the NFL. You should care a lot. Like, it's also killed 190,000 Americans. Like, you should be, even if it's just a little concerned, you should be concerned. And the fact that he's, like, willing to be so vocally reckless by, like, sharing these bananas points six, eight months into the pandemic to uh, reporters tells me, yeah, he, he, ain't, he ain't really behaving out there. Uh, so he, he's going to get sick. I believe this. Oh, I'm fully on board. Um, it's it's nice seeing a uh, a famous person who shares in my just complete, you know, feeling that, yeah, at this point, fuck it, just kill me, get it over with. At the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't need to hear it, you know, being said like, ah, I watch football to not worry about coronavirus i don't need you kirk telling me all about it yeah i don't know how this would have even really come up but um yeah hey, kirk you want to die lately what's going on with you <laughs> every oh, day actually. man every day uh, anyway give me your next uh, one uh it is. in a similar vein a player gets ejected for intentionally spitting on another player with a caveat, double points if the player is Nadamakan Sue or Richie Incognito. This is a fascinating prediction. And with the high um, emotional energy of the NFL, I could absolutely see this happening. Yeah, like you see players do absolute mindless dumb shit every single week. They literally punch each other in the head while they're wearing helmets. Mm-hmm. Like they do stupid shit constantly. And I definitely feel like there's some players out there who, like Kirk Cousins, truly don't give a shit about, you know, coronavirus, that they honestly won't think of it as being an issue first place, which is why they do it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. My next prediction. Robert Gronkowski 
uh, plays under eight games. And yeah, I know. So this is a, this isn't like that crazy of a prediction if this was like three years ago, but for some reason people are acting like Rob's going to play a full NFL season. And I, I can't think of the last time he did that, even barring this big hiatus. And yeah. uh, I, I, as much as it's like neat that, that he is um, unretiring to go play with, with his, with his best pal, Tom, um, I, I don't think he's going to play a lot of games and I don't think it's an outlandish opinion to, to or an outlandish take, uh, but it's been an under discussed thing. Um, by the way, the last time Rob Gronkowski played in 16 games, you might ask 2011. Holy shit. Seriously? Yeah, that's actually one of the only two seasons he played 16 games. The other season oh being 2010, God. his rookie year. That's not good. He came close in 2015 when he played in 15 games. Um, so his games played by... These are not starts. These are just games in which he appeared. Um, starting in 2010, going to 2018. 16. Mm-hmm. 16. 11. 7. 15. 15. 8, 14, 13. Um, 115 games, 100 starts. So the idea that he's going to miss five more games, five or more games than his most recent NFL season, which was also two years, three years ago. Um, yeah, shouldn't be that crazy. No, I uh, I feel like there may be something to the fact that he took a year off away from football, away from that contact, was able to get himself, you know, in a position to stay healthy because I don't know, putting yourself through that for a year is not good for your health. Uh, and a break could help, but God damn, like if you are that unable to maintain, you know, health, even though it's almost completely out of your own control, for a full season, it's not happening now. No, I, I, I don't think it will. Not, not with two extra years of age on you. Right. Like, no. All right, give um, me your next one. My next one, uh, bear with me. Leonard Fournette beats his 2019 reception total and quadruples his touchdown total. What was his, what was his touchdown total? Uh, he had three last year. Okay, so this this is doable. So twelve touchdowns and how many? If you had to guess, how many receptions do you think Leonard Fournette had last year? Oh, off the golly. top of your head, guy like Fournette, how many catches does he catch? F- Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, no. You were how off many? a bit. Seventy-six. Okay. <laughs> Little more than fifteen. Yeah, a little bit. I I was like expecting this number to be crazy low. Oh yeah, no. Like it, to me, that was crazy high. I originally was going to predict. Oh, that is like, crazy yeah, high. He'll, he'll get like you know, fifty-five catches. I'll say sixty to make it a nice round number. Oh, he had seventy-six last year. Oh wow. Okay, that, that's way higher than I ever expected it to actually be. Yeah, but that man, is that's I, a lot higher. You know, if he's the starter all year, I think he'll push 90. Fuck, man. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet against that either. I mean, 
especially with how Tom Brady usually treats his uh, his running backs um, by giving them a lot of opportunities in the passing game. Yeah. I wish I could look here. Can I see? No, you can't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is was there something you're actually looking for? Uh, yeah, I wanted to see total. Um... Oh no! Don't update. No website, you suck. I want. Oh no! All right. Uh, fuck me. Why? Why are you the worst website I've ever seen? Never mind. All right, moving on. Uh, my my next prediction. Uh, kind of is just doubling down on earlier predictions. New England finishes third in the division. Hmm. So this is doubling down on the idea that the Jets are going to win their division by at least putting the idea that they will beat out New England there. And then is this just takes the assumption that I'd say the Bills or Miami, but let's be realistic here. The Bills uh, beat out New England. And uh, I have no real rational basis for this outside of the things I've already mentioned. Um, this is this is really uh, a wish list, uh, uh, more so than it is a prediction. But yeah. Why not? That would be funny. And hey, if it makes you feel better, maybe maybe the teams one and two in the division both win 12 games and New England wins 11. And we just have a stupid good division for no reason. That's possible too. It's not like New England has to sit here and go like 5 and 11. But uh, yeah. Yeah. There it is. Right. I, I have nothing to say to that. So I'm just going to move on to my Do next it. prediction. Uh the Patriots finished last in the IFC East. Yeah, oh, wow. Oh, is that really uh, your prediction? I'm sorry? Is that really your prediction? It was, yeah. It was like, I just need to say this on record because almost all of me refuses to believe that that's something that can even happen. But I had I, them finishing. I, I think they could finish last. I I hope they do. Uh, like, out, outside of Cam Newton, their roster is not good. No, it's not. It's not good. Like that's the thing. This is like Miami the ultimate really good defense. The Jets could really step up and surprise us. The Bills should be a good team, but yeah, I, I think the Patriots have a, a real chance to falter this year by a lot. Yeah, this is this is the ultimate Bill Belichick team of. Here's a bunch of dudes that that ha- wouldn't usually be stars on other teams that are going to be starters on your team, and see if you can scheme and plot a way to make this a winning team. And and we're gonna fucking find out. Like if you told me that Bill Belichick's coached Patriots of this roster went thirteen and three, I would go uh, fucking okay, man. It's Bill Belichick. If you told me they went like four and twelve, I'd be like, yeah, they're a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. So, but we'll see. Oh man. Uh, my Can, next uh, two. This, this was this was brought to my attention today, and I feel like we should mention it while we're talking about Bill Belichick. Uh, do you remember last year when he traded a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu? Yeah, a, like thirty year old wide receiver. Yes, it was that, super weird at the time. That pick was traded for Hayden Hurst, and then that pick was used to draft J.K. Dobbins, and then they Muhammad cut Sanu. Sanu, who. Believe it or not, is no longer on their roster. Yeah, fucking shock, right? Bill Belichick, not a great GM. No, they should cut him. No, 
they they should fire him immediately and request that he return all six Super Bowl rings. Uh, all right, all right. So my 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 next two predictions I think are are fun are going to be fun. Uh, I think you're really going to like this one. You ready? I think I'm going to hate it, but go ahead. Oh, uh, I think you're going to love it. <laughs> Chicago, like Chicago, cuts Trubisky. I would like that a lot. I would like and, that a whole lot. And I, I, so I put cut here because I don't think they could trade him. Oh no 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 no! I no like way. he's Nobody so he's, him. he's too expensive. And and if it gets to a point where they they feel like they need another quarterback, I mean, yeah, he could back up, but like so can Foles. And if you feel like you're relatively competitive, or if you just don't feel like continuously paying for this monstrosity. Um, and it gets to be mid-season, and he's proven to be just as bad as everyone's been telling you for the last four years that he could be. Fuck it, man. Give him the axe. Yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't see the Bears doing it. I couldn't. I don't know why. I just, they are going to be too attached to him to cut him, and it's a shame. Oh, yeah, he's uh, he's like an abusive ex-boyfriend. They're, they're never letting that go. <laughs> Oh fuck! Uh, I guess I'll throw my Mitch Trubisky. Mm, excuse me for yawning. I guess I'll throw my Mitch Trubisky um, prediction in here uh, because I I promised I'd make one. Mitchell Trubisky loses his starting job, which he currently has, to a player who threw seven touchdowns in a game because he threw seven interceptions in a game. Ooh. Wow. I hope. I can only hope. That's all I can say. I just I don't want to talk about it too much and jinx it. Um, but please. Hold on. Um most interceptions in the game. Nathan Peterman. Jim Hardy. <gasps> really? It's not Nathan Peterman? Seven Ooh. interceptions a game. No way. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. It's actually that been is, done what, six Peterson times. Had, what, five? It uh yeah, yeah, Peterman had five. Um it was it's it's been done it's been done six times, most what? recently in two thousand one by Detroit's Ty Detmer. Ooh, yeah, okay. God, I can't believe anyone would leave a player in for that long. Um, so these are not, oh, sorry. Jim Hardy had through eight. My bad. In a um, game? In a game in 1950. Damn. Uh, so the, the, the number of times it's been done seven times, uh, the most recent example was 2001 with Ty Detmer, but the more, the second most recent example was from 1986. Um, Steve DeBerg for Tampa Bay Buccaneers through seven. Zeke Bratkowski for the Chicago Bears through seven uh, oh, in 1960. Bears. Glenn Dobbs through seven for the Los Angeles Dons. Sure. <laughs> That's Never heard not of that a before. team. 1948. Uh, Tommy Wade through seven for the Pittsburgh Steelers um, against the Eagles in 1965. And Ken Sable through seven for the Raiders against the Broncos in 1977. Um, One of those names. Sticks out quite a bit. 
So the Los Angeles Dons, I'm sorry, what the fuck is this? They existed for four years from 46 to 49. Um, and they I, I, were, there they, was some weird shit that went on during and after the war. That, yeah, I'm not. All right, I'm not getting into it, but like, I just, I, I've just never heard of them. Then, yeah, no, neither have I. Weird. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, all right, my last one. This is this is really big. This is really really big. Are you ready? Yes, I'm big. What? Uh, just let's let's move on from that. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> yes, I'm big. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, All right, up, dude. this is very, very bold. It's very, very bold. Aaron <laughs> Donald. Aaron Donald gets traded. Whoa! I don't know how. I don't understand how don't... Los Angeles keeps signing players to big contracts. Oh, man. The cap is imaginary. That's Dude, not right? the crazy part. The crazy part is that they keep signing players willfully to these size contracts. Well, that's what Over I'm saying. a third of their cap is set aside to three players. I don't get how it's fucking possible. Like, I, 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 I need an accountant to walk me through this. And if, if Los Angeles should falter and they... If they start to fail this season, it's going to be an interesting conversation point because they're at a point where if they're not competitive this season and they weren't competitive last season, do you tear down the team? Because this team is really expensive to just keeping a loser. And if that is real, your best chance, your best bet for a faster rebuild is to move on from your most talented players while they're still young enough for you to get a really big value out of them. This is basically the conversation around should the Nationals trade Bryce Harper that was circulating around the baseball universe like three years ago. The Nationals ended up not... There was also the conversation because Bryce Harper was a free agent going into his free agency and there was questions about whether or not they would re-sign him. But the, that really boiled down to money on the Nationals' end. And this is boiling down to a combination of competitiveness and money on the Rams' end, which is a real question because if the Rams can't be competitive this year, which I'm not saying they won't be, but if they can't, and with their finances being as just fucking wacky as they are, this raises a really good question. Because if you're the Rams and you could unload 30 million 35 million dollars per year in payroll and get like two first round picks in a second um which i don't think would be an unreasonable get plus maybe like a plug and play starter or two just to not lose out on a roster spot like i think i think if you're really that uncompetitive you might just take it God, it is truly mind-boggling how much of their cap is held up between golf, Donald, and Ramsey now. That's unreal. Like, say what you will about giving out, you know, the richest contracts in cornerback history by like 20% to a guy like Jalen Ramsey. You know, say what you will about paying for a defensive tackle and Aaron Donald. Whatever you say that's negative is wrong there. But God. $35 million in a cap hit just for Jared Goff next year is unfair. Like, you can't get over that. That is a speed bump that's just a straight-up wall. They have fucking... 
brucified themselves. I don't, I'm, there must be a better word. They like, I don't want to say they shot themselves in the foot because they literally planted a landmine in front of them and then jumped on it and just blew both their legs off with how they like, signed the players. If, if they're not competitive this year, uh, and honestly, even if they are with just how so fucked they are, they would have been better off literally eating the money because then at least they would have gotten the benefit of good fiber. Like <laughs> this is, this is bad. And, and like, while the idea of trading away Aaron Donald is just how uh, Oakland traded away Khalil Mack. Like we see players, we see good players get moved all the time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing untouchable when it comes to the business of sports. It's the saddest part about sports, but it's true. Like nothing's untouchable, and the right combination. Again, I'm not saying this is like gonna happen or that there's even as high as a 10 percent chance of this happening. But at the same time, I can see a set of circumstances in which it does happen. And yeah, uh, I'm right there yeah. With you. I I just haven't even thought about it. Blew my mind. Yeah. All right. Next up, Joe Brady wins assistant coach of the year in his first year in the NFL. I just, you know, I've made it known about my love affair for Joe Brady, uh, passing game coordinator for LSU, now the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. And you know what? If they show off this year, the media is definitely going to put all the love towards him. And I just can't wait for it. I'm all aboard the Joe Brady hype train. All aboard the Brady Express. Oh yeah, all Brady this year, all the way. Big Brady, all the way. All right, cool. Uh, that's all I got. Are we? Are we? Are we wrapped? I do have another one, just because I had to make the Mr. Biscuit one. This was oh, supposed yeah. to be my finale. Tom Brady misses the playoffs. There is just How? a lot of good NFC teams this year. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think the Saints have that nearly locked up. And that's competing with, you know, two teams in the NFC East with the Eagles and the Cowboys. Two teams, maybe even three teams, no, two teams in the NFC North with the Packers and the Vikings. And the NFC West, you know, and Maybe. They the got core. the Seahawks, they got the Cardinals, which could be a surprise team. The 49ers were in the Super Bowl last year. There's a lot of teams that could take both wildcard spots and leave Tom Brady on the outside looking in. Yeah, no, absolutely. They, they, they are the definition of a mystery team this year, uh, Tampa Bay. Like, mm-hmm. what they are in terms of what they could be is so unknowable. I've never been less certain of anything. Oh, yeah. Completely. So, yeah. I, I, Dude, I don't doubt that for a second. But, all right. That's all of them? That's all of them. All right. Well, those are the bold predictions. Um, I guess we, we, we start keeping an, an eye out for how they go um, as you're listening to this tonight as the NFL season kicks off. Um, there, we're going to save, I think, um, any further conversation on any, any news topics for, for next Thursday's episode. But we, I think did want to talk, 
briefly about the Jalen Ramsey contract just because, wow, um, it is a five-year, $105 million contract, $71.2 million guaranteed. Um, so it's a twenty. So the the it's it's an average annual value of twenty one million dollars. The cap hit for this season is thirteen point seven million dollars, which is all just base salary. Um, it it's colossal. So this locks him in um, until he he doesn't become a unrestricted free agent until twenty twenty seven, which doesn't even sound like a real year. <laughs> I don't think this planet will even make it to twenty twenty seven. No, no. When 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 the average temperature in December uh, up in the Northeast is like eighty six degrees, and they're playing football in domes because it's too hot in Arizona. I guess Arizona actually does already play in a dome because it's already that hot in Arizona. But you know, I when they're playing, how hot it will be. When, when, but when they're playing in domes in San Francisco because the the fires won't stop raging outside Qualcomm Stadium, like you you know, shit's fucked up. Uh, yeah, this is a huge contract. This is a re- it's just a. Re- Ridiculous contract for a defensive back. And don't get me wrong, if I'm Jalen Ramsey, I take this every day. Oh, if I'm Jalen, if I'm yeah. and if, I, and if I'm Jalen Ramsey, I'm saying I deserve it. Um, but at the same time, if I'm the Rams, why? Why? Because they why? traded a boatload of picks to get him from the Jaguars, and they can't look at it and say we can't walk away with nothing. You know, we pushed for a Super Bowl, we traded for him. Obviously, they fell short, couldn't get it done, and their team's not in a position to need a guy like Jalen Ramsey. I'm sure they think they are, but in reality, it, it, it's not likely. You know, I I don't see them getting anywhere close again. And they felt they needed to sign him to a major contract to keep him in town to justify spending those picks, and it's a sunk cost at this point because it's not making their team better overall you know Jalen Ramsey is a tremendous quarterback cornerback excuse me top three in the NFL but he is not putting the Rams on a trajectory to win Super Bowl again and you just you can't sign players no matter how good to those kind of contracts when you just don't have the space to sign the rest of your team uh, which is part of the reason I went with the Aaron Donald trade bull prediction because it's like I just don't, I just don't understand where the hell this money's coming from. And again, you could look this. I think this is the best way for me personally to read this is this is the Rams' last ditch effort. They are trying one more time for this year because I don't think this is sustainable. For the the like two three years from now that that soon, but but clearly they can make it swing for this year. So I think in their eyes they're saying fuck it, we'll give it one more go, see if we can bounce back after the fucking pathetic goose egg they dropped on that was last year's season. And then if they can't do it, they're just going to start shedding players. Um, so if you had to choose, who would you rather have, Jalen Ramsey or Aaron Donald? Or Jared Goff, uh, Aaron Donald every day of the week. Um, that the problem being, you would get more in return for trading him, mm-hmm. um, especially considering the fact that while his contract is very, very large, given his production and how meaningful that production is in that spot, 
it's kind of worth it. The Jalen Ramsey contract, this like unless he's getting a pick like every other game, I just don't see how this is worth it. Um, it's, it's one of those things where straight up, I would take Aaron Donald nine times out of ten. But I think again that trade off for what you'd be able to get for him on the open market or on the trade market, um, plus there is an age factor there, small but it's there. Um, you know, given all of the context, I'm probably would end up taking you know sixty forty Jalen Ramsey, just because of the value Donald could bring you, and. God, it, it's it would be a tough decision, but I think overall the team would might be better if you keep Jalen Ramsey, move Donald. I I think what it providing a very bad season. Okay, again, just issuing that caveat. The most likely what I would do if I was the GM of the Rams, um, which is saying a lot because I am just a guy on a folding chair. <laughs> but if I really in a folding chair right now. Yeah. Uh, well, you want me to go spend money on furniture? Um, no, it's like, I know you have furniture. <laughs> like, whatever. Anyway, um, I would, I would ship out Donald, um, and uh, you know, pay, you're going to have to retain salary. So you retain as little as you can, but I would ship out Donald, retain some salary, ship out Ramsey, retain some salary, keep golf just cause you know, you're not getting anything. So you might as well play him out while you try to reorganize the rest of your picks. Then when you're inevitably bad, m- cut Goff after his rookie contract is over and you don't owe anything to him anymore. You know, the second the guaranteed money runs out and then just put yourself in a position to try to draft a, a, a new QB after really sucking dick for a season. Um, so that way you roll into your new QB um, era with as little guaranteed money on the books as you can from these mammoth contracts. Because it's probably going to take a few seasons to correct from it. So you might as well let Goff just have at it for a while while you retool literally everywhere else. I would just hate the idea of having to keep Jared Goff. <laughs> I would too, and it's... There's no way to get rid like, of him, but like... That, that's the thing. He's owed so much money, and he's not good enough, at least right now, he's not good enough for you to get anything back for him. So. It it makes the most sense for you to keep him just so that you're not giving him away for peanuts and then ultimately having to retain his salary anyway because that's the only way you'd make a return on him. So, it yeah, it's if the Rams don't win like and win big this season, they're in such a bad spot. God, I would not God, imagine the free fall of emotions that came with going to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, Aaron Donald. Um, fuck, I already forgot their coach's name off the top of my head. Sean McVay. Sean McVay, thank you so much. And then immediately just looking at your team now and realizing this this is a long time before we can put this all back together. Uh, kind of like how Jacksonville fell going to the AFC Championship game with Blake Bortles and then not winning more than six games ever again. What a low blow. Well, I am a Jets fan. Um, I can only speak from positions that are very low. <laughs> we have no high ground anywhere, and I will not go there. 
I only yeah, exclusively road. take the low road. Um, anyway, that that's all I got. You got People anything? Else? Me, do I take the high road or the low road? And I always tell them, take the high road. That way, there's more room on the low road for me. What's that from? That. It's from uh, Parks and Rec. Ah, oh, that's right. Season sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, anything else before we get out of here? Um, no. I'm just I'm happy for football to be back. I just wish I was more excited for it. Yeah, I, I understand that completely. All right. Well, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. You want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. Check out the movies podcast Corn and I running called Juicing the Big Screen. Uh, available where podcasts are. If you want to check that out on Twitter, you can do so at Big Screen Juice on Twitter and uh, via email at uh, JuicingTheBigScreen at gmail.com. And until Monday, y'all have a good one. Bye.